You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for February 2nd. In the pre-streaming days of broadcast TV, ratings were kind of like that little flashing red light on Dr. McCoy's sickbay biobeds. They let networks know if a show still had a heartbeat. And as we all know, unhealthy ratings have sealed the doom of many favorite shows, both sci-fi and otherwise. But hey, we're not here to talk about Firefly, right? Instead, we're rewinding to when, less than a year after it had been canceled, Star Trek Star was on the rise again. Paramount took out a full-page ad promoting syndicated reruns of Star Trek in the issue of Broadcasting Magazine, published on this day in 1970. Several stations had already taken Paramount up on its initial syndicated offering of Star Trek, whose broadcast industry ad in early 1969 promised 79 episodes of unparalleled quality. One of Paramount's first customers was Kaiser Broadcast an independent station group. Since Kaiser Station had no network affiliation, they had plenty of time to fill with syndicated programming, and nightly reruns of Star Trek were frequently scheduled at 6 p.m., when most other stations in a given market were running their local newscasts. Other stations like WPIX in New York City followed suit. Would people tune in for the news of the day, or would they replay Captain Kirk's log entries? The somewhat surprising answers in a moment. Born on this day in 1933, actor Tony Jay, whose distinctive voice graced everything from the 90s series Beauty and the Beast, where he was the show's main villain, to the venomous voices of Megabyte in Reboot and Galactus in the animated Fantastic Four series. He was also the voice of the supreme being in Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits and guest starred in the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Cost of Living, among many others. Paramount's ad that ran in Broadcasting Magazine on February 2nd, 1970 was different from the ads it had run before. By now, Star Trek was in reruns, and the proof of the franchise's future was in the numbers. WPIX in New York copied the Kaiser Broadcasting strategy of running Star Trek reruns opposite the local news and saw a ratings increase of 96%. On the West Coast, KCOP in Los Angeles saw a ratings boost of 77%. In Chicago, WGN got a 40% uptick in ratings from its Star Trek reruns. For Star Trek fans, this success story meant they could probably count on seeing the crew of the Enterprise every night for the foreseeable future, like inviting old friends into their home. But for Paramount's television division, which had only recently come into existence with the studio's acquisition of Desilu's handful of productions, this meant that they not only had current hit network programming, they also had a syndicated hit. Mission Impossible and Mannix were still in production and still popular, but now Paramount's TV arm could boast of a syndicated rerun success story as well. Because Nielsen ratings had only recently begun to take audience demographics into account, Paramount suddenly realized that Star Trek was more popular than they had previously believed. The cast and crew of Star Trek didn't benefit much from this success story at first, but eventually it was Star Trek's resurgence into the ratings that led directly to the 1970s convention scene, to the animated series on NBC, to an attempt 
attempt to revive the show in live action and eventually to the film franchise and spinoffs. And it was today that television program directors across the country saw for themselves that certain enterprising stations who signed on early for reruns of Star Trek in larger cities were definitely getting a piece of the action. And, you know, 78 other episodes, too. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for February 2nd. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.rottenberry.com.